So Luke chapter 1, and um, I want to just speak to you guys about this today, this simple subject of yes. Everyone say yes. Everyone say yes. There you go. One more time. Yes. All right. I like that. That sounds good. Um, Luke chapter 1, verse 38. This is a, a well-versed uh, uh, verse in the Bible. We read this every year around Christmas time. And uh, it's, a, it's a powerful one, and I, I love this. But I want to uh, just kind of talk to you on this subject of yes. Luke chapter 1, verse 38 says this. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Now look at this. It says, Let it be to me according to your word. Everyone say, Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Will you bow your heads with me today? God, I pray today, Lord, that you would just anoint me today, Lord, that you would use me how you see fit today. Lord, that you would hide me behind Calvary today, God. I, Lord, you've done so much in this house already, but God, I pray right now, Lord, Lord, that you would just have your will and way in this service from this point on. Continue to do what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. I, I do want to start with this. Everyone say yes. So there was a group of friends who went deer hunting. We got any deer hunters in the house? All right, a few of you. Uh, a group of friends went deer hunting, and, and they paired off into twos for the day. And that night, one of the hunters uh, returned alone, staggering under an eight-point buck, pulling it back by himself. And, and uh, the other asked, he said, where's Harry? And, and uh, this hunter that carried the deer, he said, Harry had a stroke of some kind. He's a couple of miles back on the trail. And, and then this other hunter said, well, you left Harry laying there, and you carried the deer back? And he said, well... I figured no one was going to steal Harry, so all my deer hunters understand know what that's about right there. Everyone, look at your neighbor. Say, laugh a little bit. Laugh a little bit. How many know that uh, we should be laughing as the people of God? Smile a little bit. Everyone, look at your neighbor. Now you want to laugh, right, a little bit. Now you want to laugh, right? Um so my prayer is this. Uh, my prayer in life is to answer the Lord with a resounding yes. When God asks of me to do something, I want to be able to say yes to his will and yes to his way. Uh, uh, in, how, in all that I do and how that I live, how I walk out uh, my faith, uh, my prayer is when, when he calls, I can answer with a resounding yes. Everyone say yes again. All right. Yes uh, can be powerful, right? Um, I'll never forget when, when I called Tristan and I asked her to marry me. I called her and I said, hey, will you marry me? She said, my goodness, yes. Who is this? If you believe that that's the way that that went, you, you don't know my wife very well. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, that's just one of those old pre preacher jokes right there. Um, and, you know, there's, there's power in yes, right? Uh, when we say yes to the will of the Lord, there there have been movies made about yes and the power of yes and all kinds of things, but there's nothing that will that will lead to to God's best for you like saying yes to the Lord, Amen. That was a good place to say Amen, and you guys missed that one right there. I'll I'll say that, uh, you know, there the. If you want the best for your life, you need to respond to the Lord with a resounding yes. Amen. There you go. All right. Thank you. I got, I got, I got 17 with, with me. I, we can keep going. All right. 
So here's what I know. We, we want his will for our life. We want, uh, uh, and, and if we do want God's will for our life, our answer should always be yes. All right. Everyone look at your neighbor. Say, say, hey, did you comb your hair before you came to church? You know what I learned in my life is this, that having kids as a father, they don't always say yes the way that I want them to say yes. How many of you parents can understand what I'm talking about? You, you can lead a horse to water. Come on, somebody. You can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make that horse drink water, right? So you could tell your kids, hey, listen, I've learned some things in my life. If you will hear me, if you will open your ears to what I'm saying. I'm not preaching just to my kids today, all right? I'm preaching to everybody. But if you'll listen to me, I can keep you from going down some rough paths if you'll just open up your ears and say yes to what I'm telling you instead of, I tell you what, I was, I was 16 and 18 years old at one time, and I thought I knew everything. Let me tell you something. The older I get, the more I realize I know nothing. All right? I, I have come to that conclusion. I was smarter at 18 than I am now. I'll admit it. I'll admit it now. I, uh, but I, I've learned that having kids sometimes, you, you can tell them, and, and sometimes they just don't make the best decision. And I can't help but think and look at our Heavenly Father when I look at those scenarios where, where you know, when my kids don't respond the way that I think that they should respond and it breaks my heart as a father, I can't help but think, does the, our Heavenly Father's heart break when we don't respond to Him in the way that He is asking us to respond to Him? Oh, I mean, how many, how many can say this? When God first called you out of sin, what, what was your answer? Think about that for a moment. Was it a resounding yes? Or was it a, I, I'm not sure. Maybe you're here today. You're not a believer. I don't know uh, but uh, you, your story. But I, I want to encourage you. We want to say yes today. So since it's Christmas, I want to look at the story of Mary here, the mother of Jesus. And, um, and we know that Christmas is, a, is about Emmanuel, which is God with us, right? How many know that Jesus came? He came humbly to this earth, was born in a manger in Bethlehem, fulfilled 300 plus prophecies, spoke about him when he came to this earth. And, and, and Emmanuel came with a God with us, coming to earth. But it, but listen, I lo- what I love about the story of Mary right here is not that she was great, but her faith is amazing to me. Her faith and her ability to say a resounding yes when the odds don't look good against her. I, I love this. So you say, hey, well, there's, you know, it, there's, there's times in the scripture where God came and asked people to do certain things, and they didn't say yes right away. But one thing about this young girl, who is probably about 15, 16 years old, because she's betrothed to be married to Joseph, so she's probably engaged, and there's this process, if you know anything about how that that worked, the parents would come together, and they would pick who they were going to marry, and then they would, for a year, be betrothed, and they would be, you know, know each other until things got to the older, usually the male was older, and, but she's probably about 15, 16 years old, but she comes to this place, and the angel of the Lord comes and visits her, and she says, yes. I love this. When we look at this, you remember when God called Moses, what did he do? He argued with the Lord. 
He said, hey, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not good at talking. I, I'm not good at speaking. I stutter, Lord. I don't know if I'm the guy that needs to go talk to Pharaoh or not because I have this speech impediment. I, I'm, 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 he's volleying with the Lord. The Lord's kicking the ball over to him, and Moses is going, but, Lord, I've got this. And God's like, I don't care. You're going back into your, and he's like, but, Lord, I, I don't speak well. Well, I will be with you, and I will send someone. And they're going back and forth like that. And what about this? What about Jeremiah? You remember at the beginning of Jeremiah, uh, the, the weeping prophet, he said this, I am young, and I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't have the words. I'm too young. Maybe you're here today to say, hey, I'm too young. I, I don't know if I can answer the Lord like, like I need to answer the Lord. And you, you, you say in your heart, hey, I'm struggling with this. But, but, you know, the Lord said, hey, just go and I will give you the words to speak. Don't you worry about even what, the way that the people look at you. I will be with you. What about this guy, you know, Jonah? Boy, he flat out missed it big time. God said, hey, go to Nineveh. He said, no. And he went the opposite direction that God had called him to do. And you know what? God redirected him by the way of well or big fish, whatever, uh, you know, you want. But God redirected him. And let me tell you something. If you've answered God with a resounding no, God has a way of putting you back on, on track with him. Maybe you're going through something right now because you didn't answer yes when you should have answered yes. So I, I want to look at this. I, Mary is the picture of, of, of perfect submission to the Lord. And, and so uh, when, 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 you know, you, you ask God something, you, you, when God asks you something, we should answer with yes. So I'm going to look at some, some just key points here. Listen, I think this is going to be impactful, okay? If you're a note taker, you can write these down, okay? Number one, number one right here. I promise I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through these as fast as I can today. How many believe in miracles today? I'm going to say that God is going to multiply this five minutes that I have to 5,000. That was the miracle I was talking about. I don't know what you guys were talking about. You know, the Bible says that Paul preached one night so late that someone fell asleep and fell out of the windowsill, right? You remember that story? All right, we, we, we don't want to do that today. I promise I won't keep you long. Number one, I think there's some things here that we can learn from, from Mary and her submission to the Lord here. This, there's something beautiful about this. Uh, is this right here. Discernment will help you with a God-sized dream. So when God gives you something, how many of you have ever been intimidated when God asks you to do something? I'm raising my hand up here. When God has asked you to do something, you, you know, here's the thing. Like, so we've been here a couple of years. But when we came here and, and, and I felt like God was pulling us here to be the pastors here. Listen, I had, had never pastored before. And I felt very insecure about my ability. I'd served under great men. And I always felt, you know, great doing that role. And I felt like, hey, I wasn't enough. And I felt like this God-sized dream that God, this purpose that God had for me was bigger than me. I think that that's a good place to be because you know what? If you're if the dream is too big for you, you got to depend on God to make it happen. Amen. And so, so discernment will help you with a God size uh, with God sized dreams. So look at this. Verse twenty eight says this. And he came to her and said, "This is the angel Gabriel, right? How many have read this? Greetings, O, o favored one. I almost said flavored one. Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you." But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. Has God ever approached you or God ever given you a dream 
and you thought, what in the world is this? Uh, this is uncomfortable. I, I don't know really how I feel about this. I want you to look at this, the first part of this in verse 28. It says, greetings, O favored one. Everyone say favored one. Now put that in your memory. If we don't get back to that, I skipped it and we didn't, you know. But I'm going to try to come back to that. Oh, favored one. But, but, but verse 29 says, but she was greatly troubled at the saying and trying to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And, and you know, I've said this. Has God asked you to do something that was big? You want to say yes, but you feel incapable, Right? You ever felt like, man, this is this is big. This is this is hard for me to do. Maybe you say this, I, I'm too old to do that now. Well, Sarah thought she was too old that she had a baby, right, at 90 years old. And so, uh, it nothing is impossible with God. Do you believe that? All right, get your age out of the way. Maybe you're here. You say, hey, I'm too young. Oh, you're never too young. You know, God used the king. Young king, eight years old, to rule a kingdom. God can do whatever he wants. He's just looking for a willing vessel. Amen? So uh, maybe you say, hey, I'm, I'm too old, or I'm too young, or I'm, I'm not smart enough. Or, or maybe, maybe you have a checkered past. God couldn't use me. And we've got all these excuses. But I, I love this. In, the, in this case, the angel of the Lord tells Mary, say, hey, you have found favor with God, how many want favor with the Lord? If you didn't raise your hand, you might want to raise your hand now. Uh, listen, I want favor with the Lord. We, we know this story, uh, uh, but here's the thing. This is interesting to me, uh, and, we, and we don't really think about this very much. You know, I believe that Mary could have said no in that moment. Did you ever stop and think about that? This angel comes to her. What, what, if, what if her heart was hardened? And she said, no, nah, I don't want to do that. She could have probably, think about this. I mean, if you look at all the details of everything, she, she probably uh, uh, could have said or probably maybe should have or maybe would have, you know. But if she had reasoned and, and looked at all the ramifications that of, of this thing coming to pass in her life. She's probably young, you know, 15, 16 years old. And so, and, 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 and so first thing is this, you know, uh, this would end her engagement with Joseph. That's the first thing. You know why? Because, you know what? She's going to have a baby. Well, what's Joseph going to think? You're going to tell me that an angel of the Lord came to you and told you that you're going to have a baby? How many know that God things sometimes seem very unreasonable? And so, so there's the first thing is her engagement. And then the, the second thing is this, society. You know what the Old Testament rule was for, uh, for having an affair? Death. So, to follow through with this dream already, she's, she is already in a very precarious spot, the ramifications. You know what? I don't know about you. This is what I do when God gives me something. Sometimes I try to put my own human reason on things. Well, if I do this, then this, and this, and this, and this, and then God's like, oh, you really think so, right? You really think so. But, but she didn't say no, though, even though it didn't make sense to her at first, and she, she, uh, she did what, what God was going to ask her to do. Maybe she was a little bit troubled or maybe a little bit pressed in her heart. Maybe you're there in this moment. God's asking you to do something, and you're like, I don't know if I can do this. Let me tell you something. You're in good company. Mary right here, it says that she was trying to discern what, what in the world is this angel saying to me. The Bible says that she discerned or tried to discern what this greeting meant. And so imagine if you were in her shoes, number one, 
you're seeing an angel of the Lord. Whoa. Right? That's, that doesn't seem like a big deal to us. We watch movies. We see all those things, right? Whatever. But I promise you, if an angel of the Lord showed up in this building, we'd all be going, ah! Because every time an angel shows up in Scripture, he always says, fear not. I know I look scary, but you need to calm down. I got a good message for you right here. That's, that's, what, that's what the first thing. So, so first off, uh, th- you know, this would be a shock. Secondly, you know, she's not fully grasping the situation. This is a lot. This is a lot to this is a lot to take in. Uh, I'm 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 only 16, and in the words of Marty McFly, this is heavy, man. Thank you. Thank you for the people that got that. Amen. <laughs> oh, see, our first step in any direction and decision, in any case, really praying. For is this, should be praying for discernment. Lord, is this your voice? What is discernment? It's being able to tell the difference between your voice and God's voice. The enemy's voice and God's voice. Scripture says that my sheep know my, it's discernment. So how many times do we wrestle with the Lord and don't listen to what he's saying because we're too busy trying to figure it out. We're too busy, uh, you know, listening to everyone else. We, man, sometimes we're going through a problem or a trial or a situation, and we call everybody else. We call everybody on the prayer chain. We call everyone else, and God's back over here going, I can help you if you let me. All I need is a, a yes. So, uh, you know, and so God, why, why, uh, why does it have to be this way? I mean, can you imagine her mind? Why does it have to be this way? Why, why can't it go this way? The Bible says it like this, and maybe that's you today. You say, Man, my situation is not going the way that I want it to go. But listen to this. This is what Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is the Lord speaking, okay? This is the Lord's. His thoughts are not your thoughts. Thank God. His thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my way, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. How many know that God has your best interest? All right, here's another one. Oh, I love this one, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will what? Direct your paths. You got to stop reasoning with your own mind, but you got to be discerning to what God is speaking to you. Plain and simple, I said it earlier, he's God and you ain't. All right, here's number two right here. Uh, you know, here's the thing about God's will. Here's the second thing. I, I love this. There's always unknown details about God's will. There's always unknown details. You know, uh, let me give you an example here. When, when me and Tristan first got married, there were a lot of unknown details that we didn't know about each other. All right, how many of you, you people that have been married for a while are still finding out things about people that you're married to still to this day, right? All right, all right. There will be a marriage conference before too long, all right? You can come. Um, but, see, Tristan didn't know that when she married me that she was signing up for a guy who left his clothes in the bathroom floor. She learned. And she didn't know that she was signing up for a guy who would put his dirty sink, his dirty dish in the sink without rinsing it off. Don't be looking at me pious like that. 
But here's the thing. Here's the flip side of that. I didn't know when I married her that I'd be cleaning out hair clogs out of drains. Yeah, you th- yeah, you guys thought, huh? Uh, and, and I didn't know that I was signing up that all my screwdrivers in my toolbox would be scattered throughout the house everywhere. And when I go out to my toolbox, I'm like, hey, I, where are all my screwdrivers? Where's my hammer? Oh, I was hanging a picture. When? Six months ago. That tells you how often I get in my toolbox right there, right? Uh, but... But here's the thing, I, I didn't know all the details. I didn't know that we'd have three kids. I didn't know that God would direct my path. I didn't know that when we got married on that hot July uh, day in, in California, that God would take us from California to Texas to California to Indiana. That he had a God mission for us and a God purpose for us. I, I didn't know all the details. But, uh, you know, all, all I did that day was I looked, we looked at each other deep into our deep blue eyes, we looked at each other and just fell in love and just looked at each other and thought, oh, love will keep us alive or whatever that song is, keep us, whatever that song is, together, thank you. I wish you guys knew the Christian songs like you knew those songs, all right, so I'm I'm just kidding, I'm just teasing. (laughs) I didn't have all the details, but you know what I did know is that, hey, I I, I know we're going to make it, I know we're going to figure it out, I I know there's, there's, there's hope. And we made a covenant that day. And let me tell you what that covenant took. It took faith. Because I didn't know all the outcomes. She didn't know all the outcomes, but it took faith. So how I, how I wish the Lord would just give me a detailed map of my life and be like, hey, this is what you got to do. Tomorrow, do this, 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 this. The next day, do this, this, this. Three months from now, do this, this, this. How many of you guys are very detail-oriented? Every day, you got every day planned, every hour, all this stuff. Raise your hand. God bless you guys. See, I'm a, I, I like to fly by the seat of my pants. My wife is that way. I like to fly by the seat of my pants and just, you know, sometimes it's okay to just mess up a schedule. And all the people with schedules went, <gasps> I promise you won't die. I promise you won't die. Uh, listen, I, I know there's a reason behind schedules and things. You get more done and all that, blah, 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 whatever. All right. But listen, this is what happens. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith in this, this journey is what, what 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says. And in and, and, and Luke chapter 1, verse 30 through 33, it says this, and the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Everyone say, do not be afraid. For you have found favor with God. How many want favor with God? And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Everyone say, Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Now, this angel is slinging some history and some weight right here. You don't even realize what he's saying. And of, the, uh, and of his kingdom, there will be no end. And so he's prophesying to her, hey, this is what's going to come from you. This is what's going to come out of you. And, and, and I love Luke. He's very orderly account of these, these events. And he shows us that Mary didn't argue. Mary didn't refuse. Uh, she, she didn't reject 
reject God's call upon her life, uh, you know, as odd as it even sounds. But however, she did raise this one, uh, uh, this one question. She said this in Luke chapter 134. It says, and Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? Hey, Lord, have you checked the science on this yet? Hey angel, do you, do you do you have you you know that you know I have not been with a man. You know, you know Zechariah. It, it, earlier this chapter, he he was there and he began to question Gabriel when when you know the Gabriel went to him and said, "Hey, you're going to have a son." And he began to talk. And what happened? God took his tongue. Oh, listen, there's a good point right there. Sometimes your tongue. Oh, man, can be death to, to your, your situation and the promise that God has on your life. So sometimes God will take a, a Zachariah moment and shut you up till you get your promise. But listen, it wasn't like that. She simply, she, she just questioned the method, not, not really the details. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I, you know, I understand what you're saying. I believe in this, but I, I'm a little bit perplexed. I know what it takes. You know, sometimes questions are good, right? Yeah? I think that's all right. Uh, Lord, how will this happen? Where, uh, where will this resource come from? How will I be able to do this job with, with, without the necessary skills? But she bypasses, you know, this is amazing to me. She bypasses, just right before this, a verse before she questions this, she bypasses all this greatness of this thing that's going to come out of her, and she focuses the attention back on her. Lord, how can this happen? Because, right? And, 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 you know, and I think it's a legitimate question, don't you? I think it's fair. I think it's a fair question. Uh, uh, you know, she says, I'm not known a man. I haven't had relations with a man. This is impossible. You know, I begin to think in John chapter 5, verse 7, there's the lame man at the gate. And you know what his response to Jesus was? No one, there has not been a man or there has not been a person to put me into the water after it's troubled. And that's why I'm not healed. Could that be our problem in our life? We're always looking for a man to solve our issues or to give us answers. Come on, somebody. Uh, Maybe we're looking at a politician. Lord help you if that's what you're looking for. Maybe you're looking for a leader. And maybe you're looking for an an author to write a book. Or maybe you're looking for this pastor. Listen, I am just a man. Only God can do what he can do. It's not man. It's not a man. Gabriel gives the answer in the next next verse, verse 35. And it says this, and the angels answered her. Oh, here's, here's the answer right here. It's not man. And the angel answered her. Everyone say, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Listen, you may not understand all the details. You may not have everything uh, perfectly uh, mapped out the way that you want, but and you may not understand all the methods, but submission to God, a, a resounding yes to God will allow the Holy Spirit to do the miraculous in your life. Amen. Do you believe that? And the Holy Spirit will move on behalf of your situation but you got to start with a, with a yes. It's, it's not a man that will bring uh, fruitfulness to your life. It is the Holy Spirit. Amen? Galatians 5 says this, that after we die to our flesh and follow Christ, that we are to stay 
in step with the Holy Spirit. You know what gives me overcoming power uh, in, in my walk with God? Staying in step with what the Holy Spirit's telling me to do. When he says right, I go, okay, I'm following. When he says left, I go left. And everything, I do my best every day to listen and be discerning to what the Holy Spirit. How many would say, hey, I need the Holy Spirit to just to help me out every day. I need, I need the Holy Spirit to be like my GPS. Go 400 steps. Now turn left, right? How many would say that? Listen, Zechariah 4.6 says this, it's not by my nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And the key is not a man, but the key is the Holy Spirit. The details he will work out and guide you if you let him. How many know it's easy to get caught up in the details? God, this, 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 this. And we can lose hope really fast. But let me tell you something. Faith, it starts with faith. She's moved by faith. She's, I'm moving in faith. And, it, and then it's followed by the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us. And then it result is a resounding yes. Everyone say yes. Number three, come on, worship team. I told you. I told you. I told you. All right, number three right here. When, when, you answer, when you answer with a resounding yes, you'll get God's best for you. You'll get God's best for you. You'll get, how many believe that? How many want God's best for you? All right. When you answer the Lord with a resounding yes, you'll get his best for you. Not your best. You'll get his best for you. How many know that his best is better than your best? Think about that for a minute. Verse 36 says this. And behold, your relative Elizabeth. So the, the angel's still talking to Mary. And he said, hey, your, your relative Elizabeth in her old age. Man, you shouldn't t tell a, a, a woman that she's old. But in this instance, and Gabriel's saying, in her old age, he's calling her out right here, uh, all, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called what? She was called what? She was called what? Oh, she wasn't supposed to have a baby, Elizabeth, you know. She, you know what? Science said that she couldn't have a baby said it was impossible. But look at this next part. The angel says in verse 37, oh, I, this has been the verse for me today, for nothing will be impossible with God. Everyone say that again. For nothing will be impossible with God. Say it again. For nothing will be impossible with God. So I think Mary needed this in this moment. I think she needed to hear this. I think the Lord knew that she needed to hear this in this moment. But Mary, you know your cousin Elizabeth who, who's barren? That's, it says that they, they called her that, barren. That was what she was known for, barren Elizabeth. It's what everyone knew her for. Well, let me tell you something, Mary. She's pregnant. She's six months pregnant, and she's going to have a baby. She's going to have a baby. And listen, you need to hear this, Mary. Nothing is impossible with God. Listen to me, woman, man of God today. Nothing is impossible with God. You have not gone too far that God cannot grab you. Maybe you felt like Jonah and you've went too far. And you've just said a direct no to the Lord and turned your back towards God. Listen, God will use a well to bring you back. But look at this. Your situation is not impossible when God is in it. You know God can change it. God can turn it. How many would say, hey, God's turned a few situations around in my life. 
Listen, raise your hand. Has God turned some situations around you? Now look around in here. Nothing is impossible with God. You know how I know that? Hand, 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 hand. Look at this, verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be what? According to your word. Now, did she say Y-E-S? No. But she said yes in a much better way. God, I, I don't know all the details. I have you, and I'll let your Holy Spirit work out all the details. I'm not sure the ramifications of what's going to happen with me and my marriage. I don't know if I'll get stoned. I don't know all the details. But nothing is impossible with you. Lord, I am your servant. Let it be according to your word. How many would say, hey, God's asking me to do something, and you would say, hey, I want to say a resounding yes. Let it be according to your word, Lord. I want my yes to line up with your will. See, and Mary, she didn't really understand the implications of her life, but she humbly submitted to the will of God. From this woman would be born Emmanuel, God with us. You know why? She said yes. She said yes. She said yes to God, and God had his best for her. This, this is powerful. I, I, I want to I get to this. Everyone say, how many want God's best? Say yes to him. Amen. How many will say, hey, I, I want to say yes to him today? Look at this. I, I want to show you something powerful. I'm going back to this verse in Luke 128. There's something powerful here. The angel of the Lord came to her. Going back, okay, this is, this is good. He, and Gabriel said to her and said, greetings, O favored one. Everyone say, O favored one. The Lord is with you. The New King James Version here says that she was highly favored of the Lord. You know what that means? There's, there's some potency in this statement right here. She's highly favored of the Lord. How many want to be highly favored of the Lord? She, she gets something here. The Greek word here, highly favored, is, is kerato, and, and it means highly blessed or much graced. How many want to be highly blessed and much graced with the Lord's presence in your life? Uh, it also means this, to induce with honor, to be made acceptable. How many of you want to be made with honor and be acceptable to what God has for you? So why is this important to me saying yes? The word kerato is seen in, in this Bible from cover to cover two times. Two times. Two times. That's it. You look up this Greek word, you'll see it two times here and, and two times only. And the word kerato is seen in Scripture twice and the first is, is, is dealing here with Mary, the mother of Jesus, who said yes to the will of God. And the second one's going to surprise you because, you know what, this person's a scoundrel, this person's a mess, this person's a wreck, this person uh, doesn't deserve to even be considered grace. First one to be to, uh, to given to, to Mary. The, the second one here is you and me. Let me show you something. The same word, kerato, highly favored, accepted, graced. Look at this in Ephesians 1.6. It says this. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us, I want to say, accepted. 
Everyone say accepted. In the beloved. Accepted there means this. God has pursued you with honor. God has. <laughs> Mary was highly favored of the Lord, but you are highly favored of the Lord. The Bible says this, that, that, that God is, is pursuing you today. Listen to me. Listen, I, I believe God, God built this whole thing up for this moment right here. This has been roaring in my heart. God is pursuing you today. Someone needs to hear this today. God is pursuing you today. In Revelation, Jesus, it says this, that he's talking to the Laodicean church, but I think it, it corresponds to us. It says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus is knocking today. He is pursuing you. He wants to come in and he wants to sup with you and he wants a relationship with you. But here's the deal. The Lord is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself upon you. And here's the thing. You want God to do the miraculous in your life? You have got to start with a resounding yes. When he's knocking, you have to say, God, I say yes, just like this little woman of Nazareth. The Bible says no one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. Listen, that tug that you feel in your heart right now, you know what that is? It's the Holy Spirit. That's Jesus Christ calling, saying, hey, come, come, come. He's saying, hey, I have a plan for you. You may not know all the details, but I have a plan for you. Will you bow your heads with me all across this building right now? He's saying, I, I have a plan for you. If you're here today and you say, hey, pastor, I hear you. I hear, I hear what you're saying, God. I, I, I hear what you're saying about coming to the Lord. I, I, the Lord has been calling. The Lord has been, been pursuing me. And maybe you've been here and you said, hey, I've said no. Or I've been indifferent and I just haven't followed the will of the Father for my life. And I, I need to get some things right in my heart today. Listen, the Bible says this in Romans 10 that uh, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's not an intellectual belief, but that is a belief in your heart. That you know, that you know, that you know who Jesus Christ is. Today he's knocking. I believe he's knocking at this moment. Listen, this is, this is a, a, a salvation cry right now. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, he is knocking at your heart's door. In this moment, he would say, come. He would say, come. If you're here today, you, you feel the tug of the Holy Spirit on your heart. You say, hey, Pastor, that's me. Will you just lift your hand? Anybody in this building? As we wait just a moment, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? This is what I want you to do. Let's, let's, will you pray this prayer with me today? Say, Jesus, I've made some mistakes. God, I have had some failures. And I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of all my sins. Lord Jesus, I believe, Lord, that you came to this earth. You lived a perfect life. You died on the cross for my sins. You went to the grave 
and rose again victorious. God, I ask you to be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Now maybe you're here and you say, hey, pastor, I want God's best for me. And everything's good. I, I believe that the majority of us are probably believers in this house, following, following Christ. But maybe God's been tugging on you and, and, and you have not given God the yes that he needs. And you say, hey, I, I, need, I need prayer. If that's you, would you just lift your hand? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's hands going up. Stand with me, will you? Stand with me, if you will. Let's just pray right now. God, we lift up every person in here. God, I pray, Lord, that you would give us the faith and the courage that Mary had. God, that when you come, Lord, when you speak to us, Lord, that we would answer with a resounding yes. God, we may not understand the method. God, and there may be questions in our heart. But, God, I pray, Lord, that you give us the faith to say yes, to put our trust in you. God, to put our belief in you, knowing that you know what's best for me, God. Lord, you have a plan. God, you have a purpose for me. And God, I pray right now, Lord, that you would be with us. God, Lord, that into this, coming into this next year, Lord, that we would be a church. Lord, that when you speak and when you ask of us, God, we would answer with a resounding yes. God, we wouldn't be, be uh, deterred by, by what man says by what government says, by what situation says, by what the bank says. But, God, we would put our trust in you. God, if it seems impossible to us, God, it is possible to you. So, God, we step in faith today and we say, God, yes. Everyone raise your hand and say, yes, Lord. Everyone raise your hand and say, yes, Lord. I will follow your will in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah.